Welcome to the Chapman CG Podcast, inspiring and informative conversations with HR leaders from around the world. The new way of doing things a month ago has become the old way of doing things today. Staying abreast of the latest trends and practices is increasingly difficult as technologies evolve and economies expand. Organizations have realized that a key component of success is ensuring their employees remain relevant and their skills up to date. I'm here with Belinda Liu, Head of Learning Innovations at Philips in Amsterdam to discuss what makes a successful corporate learning strategy. Belinda, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for the opportunity. So Belinda's an old friend from Singapore who's recently taken up the Head of Learning Innovations role at Philips. Belinda, how's the transition been from sunny Singapore to, uh, to Amsterdam? Yeah, no, it's a great question and a fabulous uh, place to start. Yeah, it's, it's been a very interesting moving to Amsterdam with the family um, from Singapore. I must admit, as I'm kind of sitting here looking at the grey weather outside, I'm missing the heat and humidity of Singapore. Um, but it's been a fabulous, it's been a fabulous move. Um, we've been here now for just over four months. Um, and, you know, I'm looking at learning innovations for the Phillips University now. Um, which is our corporate university for, for Philips. Um, as you mentioned, I'm based in Amsterdam. Um, and, you know, my role's a new role, um, and the function is, is a new team that I'm building up here as well um, in Amsterdam. So lots of opportunity to do some great stuff in learning. Good. So in your opinion, Belinda, what are the essential components of, a, of an effective corporate learning strategy? Yeah, and you know what, Matt, we've been on this journey for a few years at Philips as well. Um, if I think about when I first joined Philips uh, three years ago, we were doing a bit of a current state assessment of, you know, learning that was going on across the organisation um, and coming up with our corporate learning strategy. Um, and I think, you know, it was important for us to sort of start with, well, what's the vision for learning? So I think that's an important part of a corporate learning strategy, just being really clear about what is the vision and the future of learning uh, within the organisation. And usually there's a couple of questions that, you know, that we typically ask. It's, um, you know, is learning a democracy, question mark, you know, or do we actually need to take a more targeted approach to developing, you know, the critical roles or the critical capabilities for the organisation? Um, that's a that's usually a really good place to start. Like, what is that vision? Um, and then also, you know, key key components of a learning strategy would also to be clear um, or being able to articulate what is the culture of learning um, that we want to create. Um, what's the role of leaders? Um, the expectations of learners. Um, you know, do do we have sort of a, a passive development culture or an active development culture? Um, you know, what's the balance between formal and informal learning and what is the best balance to actually strike? Um, and I think, you know, as important it is to articulate the vision and the learning culture of the future, I believe it's also equally important to be realistic about our current state um, and what needs to be addressed and how. And I think those, you know, the what needs to be addressed and how are sort of the tactical components of a corporate learning strategy, which of course are also really critical. Belinda, can you share with us some of the key differences between a traditional learning and development department versus, say, a learning university like the one at Phillips? Yeah, 
Um, you know, and it was interesting that, you know, that I was, I was looking at this question and I was reflecting on an event that I attended a few weeks ago with a couple of other, um, you know, CLOs um, from the region. And I think most organisations are already moving towards sort of a corporate university or a corporate learning setup. Um, you know, most large organisations or even medium-sized organisations are on this journey. Um, but, uh, but if I think about, you know, what um, maybe traditional um, L&D departments versus corporate universities and, and sort of what the main differences are, I think corporate universities are, you know, getting to the point where they are having increased transparency um, on resource allocation and spend um, as it relates to learning. Uh, and that allows, you know, as in sort of the, the corporate university setup to just understand what the levers for learning are, um, you know, whether that is, you know, the majority of spend being, you know, sat within the business and it's a decision that we don't want to sort of be involved in that um, or, you know, sort of um, do we actually want to have more control and transparency in terms of, you know, how we spend our learning dollars and how we allocate learning resources across the organisation. So I'm, I'm seeing that most sort of corporate university setups are looking towards sort of having that increased transparency um, on resources and spend. Um, and also that clarity in terms of learning vision and also, you know, culture of learning. Um, what I'm seeing with sort of, you know, corporate university setups is that they're also, um, same with us, is that we're also using the opportunity uh, with sort of the, the Phillips University to reinforce some key key messages, um, you know, for the organisation, whether that be in sort of helping the organisation build culture um, and sort of having a sort of a, a university set up allows us to be really focused, um, allows us to sort of reinforce and embed um, either critical capabilities or messages around culture um, that we want to sort of see across the organisation. Um, it also, you know, having a university set up also allows us, um, you know, to sort of be very deliberate um, in terms of, you know, where we decide to sort of put our focus and effort uh, with regards to sort of learning. So instead of a scattered approach, I guess. Um, so um, that's what I'm seeing in terms of some of the differences. And how is uh, technology enabling learning programs to deliver targeted and, you know, more relevant learning opportunities to employees? What are some of the areas you've seen? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, if I think about the future of learning at Philips, it's a, it's a future where, you know, learning is very much embedded into day-to-day -day work um, and technology then is, is a critical enabler um, to helping us really embed learning into day-to-day -day work. Um, so here's the thing, you know, I mean, I think most organisations are already using technology for, you know, organisation-wide learning implementations, you know, maybe it's related to compliance or regulatory learning. Um, we're also very much doing that and we're leveraging our learning management system and learning technologies to help us do that, to sort of achieve reach. Um, but at the same time, you know, I see technology as being a key enabler, particularly as it relates to the more informal types of learning, uh, whether that be sort of enabling peer-to-peer -peer sharing, um, and that's particularly helpful when we have sort of technical experts um, who we want to learn from. Um, maybe it's kind of personalising learning portals and the learning experience. Um, you know, the you know, learning technology also helps us with being able to do that. 
um, you know, games and simulations. Uh, again, you know, I see technology, you know, really driving the ability for us to introduce gaming and simulations into learning. Um, and of course, you know, sort of on your mobile device, right? So most folks are walking around with handheld mobile devices, um, at least one. So, you know, technology also allows us to sort of push out, um, you know, five minute chunks of learning you know, what I'm calling skill pills or knowledge nuggets. You know, it's just kind of being able to access learning uh, when you need it. Um, and it's five minutes, you know, no more than 10. Um, also, maybe just being able to see a video or, you know, whatever it is, you know, technology is going to be able to help us uh, in a huge way, particularly on the informal side of things. So I'm really looking forward to that. That's interesting. And I guess segues into my final question, which is, you know, what do you see uh, in terms of changes in learning initiatives in the next um, three to five years? You've touched on technology. What yeah. else do you see? Um, so, you know, as I mentioned, you know, the future of, of learning uh, for us at Philips is, is definitely where learning is integrated in, into your day-to-day -day work. Um, so I guess the vision that we have and, and, you know, where we see learning changing over the next, you know, three to five years is that learning then becomes seamless um, it stops being an event. Learning just stops being an event and there are opportunities for us to learn and grow all around us. Um, so I guess, you know, if I think about learning in, say, if I push out maybe five years, is that we actually stop naming it. Um, we, stop, we stop naming learning. We stop tracking learning. Um, it just becomes a part of life. Um, it becomes a part of work. So you're learning and growing all the time. Um, and that's absolutely key for us also if we want to have a true learning culture. Um, so that's what I've seen, you know, in three to five years' time. And that was Linda Liu, Head of Learning Innovations at Phillips, discussing what it takes to create a successful corporate learning strategy. For more excellent conversations from Chapman CG, subscribe to our podcast series or check us out at chapmancg.com.